Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show, where we try to inspire people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life using life lists or bucket lists to accomplish that goal. Here is your host, Drew Myers. Joining me now on the Defining Audacity radio show from Perth, Australia, Richard Kalotic. Richard, how are you? Good, Drew. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited about this. We've got Richard on Skype from Perth, Australia. It's 11 o'clock in the morning the next day down there. <laughs> and it took some logistics to set this up. Again, we've had a, somebody from Australia on the show before, but I love doing this because I don't bring people from Australia on unless they bring a lot to the table and Richard brings a lot to the table. I'm super excited to have you on the Defining Audacity radio show. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for having me. Now, let me see if I can kind of sum up, Richard, what you're doing and then I want you to take it from there. I'm going to hand you the ball and you're going to run with it. That is a football term and not the football (laughs) that you're used to talking about. Okay. (laughs) I started following Richard on social media because he has started a project, an initiative called Live Life Now. And what he's doing is he is gathering perspective from cancer patients about how their disease has changed their life, their perspective on life. Did I do an okay job there? That's pretty good. Okay. Pretty close. Okay. Keep, okay. So now I've handed you the ball. Now you fill in the blanks. <laughs> well, uh, this, this project sort of really started about 10 years ago when I was, I was living in London you know, big international city, pre-GFC, pretty much everybody around me was stressed out, unhappy, looking for money, looking for attention, looking for success, all these sorts of things. And I just felt like people were just getting sick over it, not in terms of cancer, but they were just getting run down, they weren't happy, you know, they thought these things would make them happy. So I, I... I have a marketing career, so on, on the side, I had an online survey website because I've, I have a real interest in, in social research and asking people what they think on certain topics. So I, I asked, I started off a survey with people over the age of 50 because I thought once you get to that age, you've lived life and you must have a perspective on life and some advice to give all of us who are chasing these things and to advise us whether or not it's worthwhile. So I ran this survey and that's where a lot of the questions have come from. And then when I came back to Australia, I felt like, which was about three years later, I felt like everybody was still the same in Australia. Everyone was still stressed out and and I thought, well, why can't we just be happy with what we have and these things don't make you happy? I've just come from an international city. So I thought, we're actually very lucky that we're not sick. You know, imagine how different things would be. Our our perspective would be very different. So I decided to take those original questions and alter them slightly and target them towards cancer patients. You know, ask them things like, what has your illness taught you about life? What does success mean to you? What advice would you give to people who feel like giving up 
on life? What advice would you give to people who complain about the daily grind? So I took all these questions. It was about eight questions. And I, and I approached a local cancer support organisation in Perth and they sent the survey out to their members and the responses that came back were just phenomenal. You know, it, it was actually something I did to help myself, to give myself direction, to, to gain insights from people who weren't as lucky as I was to be fit and healthy and have all the opportunities to live life and do anything I wanted. And um, I received about 300 responses wow. to to 800, eight, eight questions, sorry. Um, and, I would, and I was reading through all the comments and I just thought, wow, this is just amazing. It was just really very personally affecting to me and that was in 2009 and so I you know I sent some media releases out and I got some attention within Australia for the, for this project some media coverage and then it just the report just basically sat on my laptop I didn't do anything with it except over the years which followed, you know, if I was having a bad day, I would refer back to the research and I would think, wow, God, this is such good material that I've got. It's affecting me. It really helps me. You know, you read a self-help book and normally a self-help book is written by, I don't know, it's written by a psychologist. And But the, the, the power of this research was it was actual quotes from real people. It wasn't a, a professional's opinion. It was quotes from people who were facing the darkest of times through their own personal struggle and their own fears about what they were going through. They were able to gain a different perspective on life and what they would do differently in their life if they weren't sick or if they did have time you know, to, to follow their dreams. So it still sat on my computer for a while and I, and I knew that there was something I should be doing with it. So about a year and a half ago in early 2015, I, I, I started an Instagram page called Live Life Now Project. And I each day I would put up a quote, you know, because I have a bit of a creative background, I used various um, online apps to design the pages and the posts and that started to gain quite a following and and I used Instagram as well to enlarge my research. So I started asking cancer patients which and survivors who followed my page similar questions. So I got more quotes from people. It was just incredible and it just snowballed. I've now got nearly 9,000 followers. And what it's done is not only has it helped normal, not when I say normal, I mean well individuals who are healthy and, and not facing a lifelong illness. It's helped us, but it's also helped cancer patients open up about their illness and be asked questions about their illness and what they're going through that their doctors don't even ask them. So it's been incredibly rewarding from that aspect that cancer patients do have an outlet to talk to other cancer patients and share comments relating to these questions. And um, so it's just been building since then and I've decided to publish a book with these quotes and I approached some friends of mine who live in Melbourne who are designers and they've designed it for me. So it's going to be out on online on iTunes and Amazon and all the usual places later this week. So it's all very exciting and it's just helps people really appreciate what they have in life. Congratulations on the book, first of all. That's exciting. That is really exciting. My question for you is how has this impacted your life? I mean, you said you kept referring back to them over these years as, you, as it kind of sat on your computer. But how, how has it changed your life, Richard? It's really just changed my reaction to things. You know, normally, you know, when you're rushing around and you're in a big city and you're trying to achieve, what it does now is 
you know, if I'm just driving down the freeway doing, you know, doing the most mundane thing, you know, I remind myself how lucky I am to actually just be doing this mundane thing but be healthy doing it as opposed to driving to a hospital and having chemo like many of my followers are doing. Do you know, it, it's made me appreciate the moment and how lucky I am to just have options to do what I want without having a, a devastating illness staring at me or having to go through the struggle of making decisions and the fear of what comes next when, when you're in that situation. It's really calmed me down. It's, it's, it's made me be less judgmental and really understand that you, when you're talking to somebody, you really do not know what they are actually going through. So it, it's made me kind of realize that there is more to life, you know, and, and life is short, you know, that's one of the most important things. You know, life could change in, in an instant. Don't wait until later to do what you want to do. Change your attitude. That's what it's really done for me. And, you know, life is short and be really grateful for what I have. We say all the time the worst phrase in the English language is, I'll just do it tomorrow because it is so naive and it is so ignorant because there are no guarantees there will be a tomorrow. So mm. that's right along the lines of what we try to what we're preaching on this radio show week in and week out. So I, I love that perspective. I love this project. And as you were talking there, I was kind of doing some screenshots of some of my favorite posts that you have put up there. And I, I want to read a couple to you and then I have a question. Yep. All right. Here's just three that I, that I've, that have kind of resonated with me. This one says, be happy. You have been woken up alive. Be grateful and enjoy your day. Somebody that doesn't want to leave this earth will actually die today. Yeah, that was, I actually had that quote there to, to read out to you as well. That's oh, one of you? my favorite quotes. Well, and, the, and that's where I want to go, and I want to read these last two, and then I'm going to ask you if, if any of these quotes have just had a profound impact on you because they're so great. Okay, let me read this one. This one is, what advice would you give someone who feels like giving up on life? And the quote is, if you look around, you'll find lots of reasons to live. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, and, and all of, and I'm pulling these from Instagram, and you need to follow Richard and the Live Life Now project on Instagram because it is a heavy dose of perspective day in and day out. Okay, here's the last one that I just kind of set aside. What has your illness taught you about life? And it says, gratitude is a necessity. And we talk about that on the show all the time. You have to be content where you are. You have to be happy where you are, but you have to be grateful for where you are, for wherever that is. You are put there for a reason. So I love that one as well. So my question to you, Richard, is have any of these responses from these cancer patients have have had a significant impact on you? And if so, which which ones were they? The the first one that you'd read, the be happy, you have woken up alive because somebody on, will leave this earth today, will actually die today. That to me, when I read that, that's one that I keep going back to because you just never know what's going to happen. We could all die today. We just do not know. And that to me is very, very powerful. And then when you see on the posts that they actually come from a cancer patient, it really hits you hard. That's what hits me very hard because it comes from a real person from their perspective in that moment, what they're going through. So that one really hit me hard. Another one that really got me was be thankful that you have a grind to complain about and not fighting to live. You know, that puts a lot of things in perspective to right. me. If I'm complaining about work or I'm, you know, there are issues at work or attitudes at work and, you know, just general daily things that we complain about, that puts a lot in perspective to me because it makes me realize how lucky I am to have those sorts of problems and not fighting to live. 
Um, one that really actually that I do love that I think about all the time is this quote, do something nice for someone else. It's the best adrenaline rush you will ever have. Like that. Yeah, and that, that says a lot about, you know, not being selfish, being generous with people. And I actually have put that into practice and it, it makes me realise that I don't need to buy things to make me feel good. Uh, you know, you just give people some time or just react in a different way than I normally would react. And it's a real act of generosity and, and it does feel fantastic. I love it. I love this whole thing. Joining me on the Defining Audacity radio show from Perth, Australia via Skype, Richard Kalati. Richard, the Defining Audacity radio show and this whole initiative of Living on Purpose started years and years and years ago for me. And it started when I was having a conversation with a friend about what if you were given three months to live, you know, Mm. what would you go and do? So that just kind of started the conversation. And since then, I should say ever since then, I've kind of struggled with something. And that struggle may may not be the right word, but I just wondered, is a terminal illness or a, any kind of bad diagnosis or a, a, you know, that late night phone call that you know, something bad has happened. Are those curses or are those gifts? That's really interesting because one of the questions I ask in the research is, to finish off this sentence, the best thing I have learned or gained from having cancer has been dot, dot, dot. And the responses to that question, many people do say things like, it came to show me how I was living. It came to fix my life. Because when people have received this diagnosis, it's made them really look at how they live. I mean, I'm not saying that we know what causes cancer, but some of these cancer patients are very clear on why they got cancer. Not everybody is. And it made came, came to make them address these issues in their life, look at nutrition. That's what somebody said. One quote um, just off the top of my head said, you know, it made me realise I was living with a useless partner, cleaned up my life, you know. So it it has made, you know, it's been a, a reward for some people. You know, some people have said things like, you know, are you kidding? There's no nothing good about cancer, which I'm sure is very, very true. But I was very surprised at the insight and the wisdom that, these patients gained from their illness, you know, and they spend more time on themselves and it, it came to help them realise how they were living or what they could do differently and they've, they don't worry about small things. You know, even the small things can be a treasure is what somebody said. So it, I'm sure in many ways it's a curse. I've never had cancer myself, but um, that sort of insight was, was quite astonishing to me that, that people really almost needed it to fix things in their life. Right. We call them life is short whispers, wherever you get your whispers from. You know, that life is precious, life is short, you better start living life. And a lot of times it is a bad diagnosis. It's kind of a wake-up call. Hey, I need to live life. I need to embrace the little things like you mentioned. The problem is not everybody gets those life is short whispers. I'm. Let me rephrase. They get them, they just aren't listening for them. And they miss them. And in a lot of times, it's not over the top. It's not, hey, you have cancer. It's not, you just lost someone. It's it's little whispers that people get, and they're not listening to them. So they wake up, and they're 75 years old, and they never got that whisper that, hey, life is short. You need to start living life. So mm-hmm. that that's why I always thought that it, it was a gift to a certain degree. Does it suck? Yes, I'm sure it sucks to no end. The treatments and the hell you have to go through, 
But at the end of the day, you got that whisper that I need to start living life. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I can't speak on, you know, I, I've never had cancer, so my perspective is very different. But a lot of the quotes that come through from cancer patients, the tone is very much, you know, life is short, don't take things for granted. You never know when things will change. You don't know when life will turn upside down. That's quite a common, it's said in various ways, but that is a common thread through many of the quotes. So, you know, one thing, like you were saying about the whispers, you know, what has your illness taught you about life? Somebody says to tune in and listen to my body carefully because maybe their body is telling them something, you know, and they they do learn from, from these experiences. Another one of the quotes that I've seen, we talk about on the show all the time about fighting your butt off, no matter how good things are or how bad things are, always be fighting. And one of the ones that came up on your thing, it's a really cool one too, just the image images you put out there as well. And that's what I like about these posts. It says, never give up, always fight until the very end. I love yeah, that. Man. I mean, that, that, that is, exemplifies what we're trying to do or what mm. we're trying to inspire people to do on this radio show. And, you know, if, if a cancer patient is saying that, how can those of us who are healthy complain? Do you know, right. if a cancer patient's attitude is never give up, always fight till the very, very end, how can those of us who are fine living life without these sorts of problems? I personally feel like I'm not in a position to, to complain because the fight that I have is so much easier and very, very different than the fight that a cancer patient is having. Um, and by the way, that particular post, I think out of the 320 posts also on my Instagram page, I think that was the one with the most likes and comments in the last 18 months. No, that's awesome. I, see, I love that post. Yeah. See, I'm a good judge. I'm a good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but it's very affecting. It, it really is very short, but it really hits you. I think piggybacking on what you just talked about, how can we not listen to these people? I mean, these people that have been given the bad diagnosis, cancer patients, and they've got the perspective in us that are of sound mind and body. We're healthy right now. How can we not hear their message and hear their perspective and, and really use that in our life now? Because, you know, we talk about it on the show. And if you follow you on Instagram and you're looking at these, you're like, oh, that's inspiring. What is your goal with this project and the book? How can we get people to, to realize that? you should never stop fighting, that life is short, that you don't need to sweat the small stuff, everything that you're trying to accomplish with these posts? Uh, well, I think the more people read, read the posts quite frequently, I think it does start to sink in. Like f for me, when I would read these, um, you know, the report before I, I took it all public, you know, I would read it on a bad day. I would only ever refer to it on a bad day and it would really pick me up and it would really change my attitude. But but then I would get on with life and I would forget about it and I'd, I would take a few steps back again, you know, with, with old behaviours. But now that I've been working on the project pretty solidly again for the last 18 months, you know, I go through the report constantly, you know, to, put, to create posts, you know, 
based on the quotes in the report. So over the last 18 months, it is really by just constantly reading it and looking for quotes, I'm reading things again and again and again. It's sort of really seeping in and I'm really getting it and it's really coming through in my daily life. So I think that, you know, the most important thing for people is if they follow the page, you know, and they see the quotes and they flick through them and, you know, it will seep into their lives. Um, And the other really powerful thing is, you know, all of us, know someone you know we've all been affected by by cancer in some way we know you know relatives family members friends friends of friends we hear constantly of what people are struggling through and that's why the quotes work so well because they are by cancer patients and and it could be any of us in that position you know it's not someone untouchable unreachable these are ordinary everyday people fighting for their lives or who have been through this devastating experience and they've gained this insight that can help all of us who could be in that position. That's probably the most affecting thing is that, you know, it just we're all equal at the end of the day and this could be any of, any of us. Absolutely. And I encourage you to follow Richard and the Live Life Now Project on Instagram. It does. As you're going through people's what they ate for lunch and their pictures of their kids and their pets, this is kind of like a, a nice little whisper that, hey, life is short, let's let's start living. I, I think it's tremendous. I love what you're doing. Richard, tell us about the book itself. How is that going to look? Is it just going to be a collection of these types of things? It's very different from the page in terms of the look. You know, when I sat down with my designers to say, you know, I've got all these quotes and if you look at my Instagram page, you'll see what I mean. And I, and I was hoping that the first draft of the book would look like my page, you know, an image with every quote. But the designers had their own vision, which was actually fantastic because the book is about 180 pages, 160 pages, and there are multiple quotes on some pages, there's one quote on, on, you know, the odd page. There are images of nature throughout the book. There's seven sections, each devoted to a particular question, and each section has a colour theme through it. Um, if you look on my Instagram page, you will see the cover of the book is there. Uh, so I'm, I'm extremely happy with how the book's turned out. I've, I've actually given it to some close friends just for their feedback and they're all writing back to me saying how emotional they felt and how beautiful the book looks. So I'm, I'm extremely proud of the book. It was, it was designed by some friends of mine in Melbourne who have their own graphic design agency. If I can name them, it's called Can Design in Melbourne and they're just incredible designers. They took on this project because they themselves have been affected by cancer and they wanted to give something back to the cancer community and it was it was a way for them to contribute something to the people who have been affected by by this disease how can people get the book richard give it about a week it'll be available on itunes and amazon and android uh, all the usual online places I'm, I'm not printing a book just yet it will only be electronic but okay. it is quite beautiful that's awesome yeah definitely check that out and we will share that on our facebook page as well. Joining me on the Defining Audacity radio show from Perth, Australia via Skype, Richard Kalati. Richard, I'm, 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 as you're talking, I'm scrolling through the Live Life Now project on Instagram. Here's another one I, I love. Stop being scared. Trust yourself. That one actually almost got me a little bit emotional um, for some reason. But it is mm. such a tremendous, they're just tremendous nuggets of inspiration. And in each one of them, it's just the quote is from a cancer patient. They aren't named. It just says cancer patient. And I think that is very powerful. And I'm sh- obviously you did that very intentionally. 
Mm. Some of them are actually named Drew. Uh, the initial research that I did seven years ago, people did not submit their names, but many of the people on Instagram, they do submit their names and those that have made it into the book from Instagram, I've received their permission and they've given me their full name. So when you see the book, you will actually see people's names and where they come from. I've got quite a lot of people from the US. Really? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And, and, but you, do you still identify them as a cancer patient? Yeah, the people from the original research, it'll say uh, Cancer Patient Australia, but people who are named from Instagram, it's got their full name. If they wanted to give their full name, a few people uh, just wanted their first name, but many people, um, I've actually got somebody from Texas, I won't name her, her name is Vicky, um, but uh, she's a breast, stage 2, 3 breast cancer patient. Lovely lady. This is unbelievable. Again, follow Richard's project, Live Life Now Project, all one word, all lowercase, on Instagram. It will it'll change your life. It'll change your perspective, and I think that's what everybody needs. You are providing that whisper that we talk about all the time, Richard, and that's why I wanted to get you on this show because I love it, and it, it's so crazy. I mean, I just kind of, how can I get a hold of this guy, and I found you, and, and you were very receptive about coming on the show, and I'm very appreciative of that. No, thank you very much for the opportunities. It's wonderful to be able to talk about it uh, because it is a project that um, I'm really passionate about because I've gained so much out of it. And, you know, obviously followers on Instagram are finding it hugely beneficial. I think the power of it is because it's real quotes from real people. I think that's actually, like I said, you know, you read self-help books and you think, yeah, you know, these are a lovely collection of words and they're really positive and, but... It's just written by a psychologist or a professional, but when it's real people going through an impossible situation, it's quite impacting. I agree. I totally agree. Now, Richard, I can't let you get off the phone. I mean, we're, we're talking thousands of miles away from each other, and I have to ask you the question that we ask everybody that comes on the Defining Audacity radio show. And again, just to remind you, on this show, we try to inspire people to live on purpose. We want people to stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow. We want people to put their goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. With that said... Richard, do you have a life list or a bucket list? I wouldn't say that I actually have a bucket list. You know, people have a list of things. You know, I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and mm -hmm. all. I don't have those sorts of things because I did live away for quite a long time and I feel like I got all the travel stuff done, at least for the time being. Um, I just think for me, it's now about an attitude change and just maintaining that change. You know, I used to be very judgmental before and very impatient. I'm still a little bit impatient, but it's just changing behaviors and changing attitudes and sort of see where that new perspective leads me. I, I, I don't believe in regrets. I don't like looking back. Um, so it's really, for me, my bucket list now is just to see how this attitude change, where it takes me next, really, because I think that any bucket list I would have had would have changed through this project and this research that I'm in the middle of still doing. Okay, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. We say okay. we say life list instead of bucket list. We don't want to put the emphasis on kicking the bucket because that's the whole premise of a bucket list. Things you want to do before you quote unquote kick the bucket. We focus on life. Like my life list has 55 things to do in 555 days. And these things are little things. And some things are kind of stretching. Some of them are kind of over the top. So it kind of incorporates that bucket list component to it. But it's those things, that restaurant that you always said, you know, I, I want to eat there, but I never have. I keep saying I'll do it tomorrow. Or I want to do this with my 
my kids or I want to do that with my significant other or, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be over the top and it's just about being intentional. I totally agree with, hey, let's not look to the past. Let's let all of that's gone, but let's look to the future and be intentional about the things we want to do. We say all the time that people just don't stop for half a second to figure that out. It's weird live in a noisy world. Mm. You have to clear the mechanism and ask yourself easy questions. You have to ask yourself hard questions. What is it that I want to do? Where do I, what do I want to see? What do I want to taste? Who do I want to meet? And you put together a list, and you definitely don't have to have a list of 55 things to do in 555 days. Mine's a little over the top. But if you have, but if you have a list of five things you want to do by the end of 2016, you know, and, and, and yeah. maybe on a weekend you have a little break in the action, you're like, what, what is it that I want to do? Yes, I, I want to go eat at that restaurant. Or, or yes, I want to, I've always wanted to go to that museum or whatever, mm. or whatever it is. It's just about being intentional about living life. And what, what, what our hope is with this is we live in a very unhappy society, a joyless society where we use words like stale, stuck, bored, trapped, that mm. making a life list of three, four, five, 55 things, whatever it is, can kind of help them pull out of that. You know what I mean? Because there is a, mm. there's a snowball effect there also as you're, as you're living life and you cross things off your bucket list. Maybe it's jump out of an airplane or maybe it's just... I always say this one, go eat a double scoop of ice cream because I was on my first life list, whatever it is. So that's what we're trying to do on this radio show. So I challenge you a little bit, brother, to, 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 jot, a couple, to jot a couple things down, just some things. I will. I will. You, you make me feel like a failure because I don't have a 55 <laughs> no. items on, on a list. But I, it made me think about a list. I mean, I used to have lists and I feel like I did achieve a lot of those things. But for me now, it's about taking a step back. And just working on things that I enjoy, you know, asking myself while I'm doing something, you know, am I enjoying this? Do I feel like this makes me feel good? Not in a pleasurable way, but even in a sort of a, do I feel personally satisfied by what I'm doing? It's, it's more about an emotional feeling for me with regards to what I do on a daily basis and, and slowing it down. I used to just rush, rush, rush. Right. Um, so I think that's my starting point. But look, when I get a list, I'll, I'll email you my list, Drew. I well, promise. Well, that's, that's our next thing. So we ask everybody that comes on the show if they have a list, and then we ask to see it because here's the deal, and this is going to blow your mind. Making a life list is fun. Marking stuff off is neat, cool, put it on social media, whatever. But when you can help somebody else mark something off their life list, Richard, it's life-changing. That's, yeah. that's what I love in life. To help you, if I could help you mark something off your life list, I don't know if I can. I haven't seen your list. But that warms my heart. So that's what we're trying to do. Because making a life list or a bucket list has been called the most selfish thing a person can do. We're trying to flip that on its head. Make a list. Engage other people in this conversation. And maybe they can help you mark something off. And maybe you can return the favor as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it becomes this really neat conversation instead of talking about the Texas Rangers price of milk, you know, the weather. That's a good one here. You know, how about the, how much rain did you get? You know, let's talk about our goals, dreams and aspirations. What is it we want to do? Let's go do these things together. So yes, I would love to see your list. I promise you give me, give me a week. Okay. Hey, take a month. I don't, it doesn't, that? That, okay. that, sounds, that sounds great. <laughs> and, and man, that would be incredible if, you know, thousands of miles away, if I could help you. And who knows, you know, until I see your list, I'll never know. But uh, that would warm my heart to no end. I love what you're doing, man. I do love what you're doing. And I'm so excited that we got you on the show. And I cannot wait to see the book. So excited. Thank you, Drew. 
Thank you very, very much. It's been a real pleasure uh, talking to you and having this opportunity to, to bring Live Life Now Project to, to you and your viewers. I promise you a copy of my book. Thank you Absolutely. so much. I appreciate it. If there's <laughs> anything else we can do for you, please let us know. Thanks, Drew. Right, thanks Thank you very Drew. much. Get busy living or get busy dying. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. It's time to start living on purpose. You're listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.